Welcome to Leader Spotlight. My name is Annette Klosowski and I am your host and I am an executive coach, an author, a trainer, and all things animals. If you've been listening to me, you know that I am an animal lover and I'm so happy that you're joining us today. We have Dr. Joe LJ joining us and you are in for a treat um, she was the first woman to be named the director of the Leadership Research Institute. It's a global leadership development firm, and it has served some of the most admired and recognizable companies in the Fortune 500. She has published countless articles, two books, and you're going to want to get these books, The Inner Edge, The Ten Practices of Personal Leadership, and The New Advantage. And those books, I think uh, we're going to talk a lot today about the inner edge. The new advantage is really how women in leadership can create win-wins for their companies and themselves. She designed a program called the Leadership Circles, and it is a best-in-class leadership development program that has been credited for helping companies become best places to work for women and it was identified as the flagship program for advancing talented leaders. She's very wise. And what I love about Dr. J is she has actually lived through transitions and hit walls and really created this inner edge practice of really finding what that personal leadership is. And that personal leadership aligns us with what our career goals are and our career path is. And it's really hard to separate that. It has to be in alignment or you wake up saying, is this all there is, or I can't do this anymore. So I'm really excited to have Dr. Joelle J. And I think you're going to enjoy listening to her. Well, welcome to the podcast, Joelle. I am just um, thrilled that you are with me, and I am—I know I'm going to learn a lot, but I'm just excited to have you. So I just want to start off by just asking you to kind of just set the scene for kind of the path that you took that landed you kind of in the world you are today around executive coaching, leadership development. So is that something you always wanted to do? How did you end up in that realm? Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. It's just a pleasure to be here. Um, I, uh, as you know, I am a partner with the Leadership Research Institute, as well as an executive coach, author and speaker. And it is just nowhere that I could have envisioned being um, in my former life. So it's a fun, it's fun for me to reflect on your question. I'll tell you when I was five years old, um, I, I was in kindergarten and we made this book called My Book About Me. And we had to lay down on the floor and the teacher would like trace our whole body and the, the page was that big, you know, and every page had a sentence starter, like, you know, my favorite ice cream is blank or my favorite color is blank. And one of the questions said, when I grow up, I want to be, and I wrote, I want to be a teacher. So I believe that I wanted to be a teacher my whole life. And as soon as I got out of high school, I went straight into college and I became a teacher. I got a master's degree while I was a teacher. And then I decided I wanted to teach at the college level all the way through my PhD. I got all the way to the end, all the way there before I finally discovered, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. And I finally, I, I discovered that like, I, the reason I had been having Sunday night nightmares for 10 years and the reason I like, you know, had like a nervous breakdown and was just like, what am I doing with my life was because I was just on the wrong path mm -hmm. for myself. 
And so I remember the day I sort of looked up from my dissertation work and I kind of looked down the road towards the horizon and all I could see was just mountains and mountains of work, you know, all the way to the horizon. And I thought, okay, I need to do something different. Like I have a different vision for my life. So I stood up and I went for a walk. And as I was walking, I, I, I asked myself questions, the big questions, I call them the wisdom questions, questions like, you know, well, what do I want? What is the vision for my life? Um, you know, and I envisioned things like friends and family, travel and laughter. And I was like, this, this isn't the path I'm on. And so I had to continue asking questions like, well, if, if that's what I want, then what do I need to focus on to get it? You know, what kind of action do I need mm-hmm. to take that's different? And I learned to make that change. You know, I learned to discover my strengths and leverage my values, my team, my time. Um, I kept learning and learning and learning until I found myself, um, you know, finally in a place at some some point I learned to see new possibilities. Yeah. And that led to a, a life where I kind of feel like I have it all all at once. So it was conscious and it was it was um, deliberate um, to, to, to end up someplace different than I had started out. Yeah, I think that's so common that we get on paths. And at some point, you know, you're on the interstate and you're like, I can't exit. I'm, you know, I'm just two hours away from where I'm supposed to be. And then you look up, but I kind of feel like the journey is, is your journey through all the way through your dissertation and what you're saying, probably there's a lot that's rich that makes you really good in leadership now. I mean, do you see now that can you look back and go, okay, now I really understand how all these eclectic things that I've done over the years have really helped in my coaching or like you've written books. I mean, you've done a lot of, you know, really uh, great things to help leaders. Can you kind of see the connection? Sure. Well, my expertise is in personal leadership. So let's define that. You know, if you think of leadership as being the ability to define a compelling vision of the future and inspire people to achieve it, personal leadership is being able to do that for yourself. It's leading yourself and doing the kinds of things that leaders do so that you can achieve what you want to achieve and lead the life you want to live. So any leader in a corporate setting or as an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, independent professionals, or even those of us who are just leading a life, we all have to take leadership and do the kinds of things that leaders do for ourselves. So not just what is your strategy for your business, but what is your strategy for yourself? You know, not just what are the priorities and the goals for your business, but what are the priorities and goals you have for yourself and for your life? And so that that journey that I went through to get where I wanted to be was one that um, I just recognized that I had used strategies that got me from where I was to where I wanted to be. And when I was done, I wrote it all up. You know, that's what my books and articles and um, and programs are all about is understanding how do you practice personal leadership? And that skill set can help you get your company where you want it to be. It can help you get your business where you want it to be. And it can help you personally get where you want to be. You know, it, it's interesting. You call it personal leadership. I, I've thought about that as alignment because, you know, we're people, we're humans, right? Human relations, human, you know, humans in an organization. And if you're not aligned with your core personal values or who you are as a person, you're not going to be able to perform. You're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to be able to do a great job for whatever it is. Or like you, you woke up and were like, this is not what I want to do. There's a, you're disconnected. So I like that it's the personal leadership because it gives you more control over doing that. And and I know you've written books on this. What, tell, talk a little bit about maybe um, just 
some challenge that you've had personally that you've kind of walked yourself through to the other side that might really be inspiring to somebody, you know, like you had a career change, you know, you were pretty deep into what you were studying and where you were going and made a change. Is there other challenges you've had that you've been able to use kind of your um, equations of your tools to get through? Maybe they defined your tools. <laughs> well, it's both. It really is both. Um, and so when I think about alignment, that word is just brilliant to me. You know, you had the, the image a moment ago about driving down the highway, you know, and you can't exit. Um, and I just got an image when you were describing alignment of um, it's really clearing the path. So if you think about all the obstacles in your way between where you are now, and where you want to be, all the challenges that come along, right? It's like they block your path and you have to either get through them or go around them or be stopped by them. Those are basically your choices. And if you can get into alignment, you know, if you imagine all those challenges as pylons on your freeway, right? Mm -hmm. Alignment means being able to remove all of those. So you can just set it on cruise control and drive and just move on your, you know, happy, merry way toward the destination you have in mind for yourself. So alignment is just, it's paramount. And I'm so glad you brought that up. So if we take an example, your question was, you know, what's an example of how you can apply personal leadership to get that kind of alignment through any kind of challenge? So one of the challenges that I have wrestled with over the, particularly I would say the last five years is overwhelm. And I know I'm not alone in feeling overwhelmed by, gosh, just everything, all the changes, the whole pandemic era and what has come out on the other side, the pace of change, the pace of technology, all the things we hear about all the time are like all these roadblocks for someone who wants to have sort of a happy, peaceful, successful life and business. And so when I think about practicing personal leadership, what I had to do is to say, well, okay, if this, this is not what I want, I do not want to live a life of overwhelm. In fact, I see everyone I'm working with as an executive coach trying to cope with the overwhelm. My job is to help them with that. And if I'm going to help them, I need to first help myself. So how am I going to get out of this overwhelm? And I practiced the 10 practices of personal leadership that um, I know to be the path to achieving your vision. So again, it's the same process I used back when I was you know, walking that walk in Ravenna Park in Seattle trying to figure out my life my midlife crisis of 30, right? Where I was trying to figure out my career. I asked the same questions. Okay. Here's what I don't want. I don't want to be overwhelmed for a lifetime. Some people live their lives that way. This will not be me. So what do I want? What is the vision? So I established the vision for, okay. I, I remember what it was like before I felt overwhelmed. I like a balanced lifestyle. I like to make a big impact, but I do not like to work long and hard to get there to the point that it works against me, right? So I then I had to ask myself, well, what am I going to focus on then? I'm going to focus on getting out of the overwhelm. I'm not just going to live in it. I'm going to focus on that. And what are the skills that I need? What actions do I have to take? I took things off my calendar. I made decisions differently. I learned to understand what it is that helps me feel clear and complete so that I can be really focused on the work that I'm doing versus being overwhelmed by the swirl and the overwhelm and the whirlwind. Um, and so on and so on, you know, again, learning to leverage my strengths, my talents, teams and time, all those things that I mentioned before, it's the same process to a point that now I feel like, okay, great, like much better. You know, there's space for everything. Everything I want to do is on my calendar. Nothing I don't want to do is on my calendar. And I can live in that sort of happy intersection of, of success plus quality of life, which is my vision. You know, 
through the pandemic, one thing that, and I think a lot of people feel this way. Um, I was one of those, um, maybe it's adrenaline junkie, but it was definitely overwhelmed, full plate, a lot of great stuff. It wasn't like it was a negative, love what I do. But what the pandemic offered me was a chance to get off the ride. And when I got off the ride and you go, oh, this is how it feels on the other side. And I've always been all or nothing person. So it probably took a pandemic for me to have the the awareness. But I, I, I feel like we've all been through kind of this interesting experiment of things just slowing down, stopping, and people getting a taste, a feel. Maybe it's, you know, the disruption that's happened with uh, people being able to work remote hybrid environments, cultures and organizations has changed, uh, technology. We were already going through that technology, um, you know, expansion, and it was moving really just the transformation was moving really fast. I think we've sped that up. So what you talked about was disrupting a path that you're on, whether it's overwhelm, you know, whatever that is, you're you're deep into a dissertation. It's not what you want to do anymore. Talk a little bit about um, kind of what you do with your personal leadership that maybe help lead people through a disruptive time. We've all just lived through it. You just talked about your experience. Um, I had a very interesting experience. And then I found that balance and that sweet spot. And then over the last probably six months, the swirl starting to go and you get like swept right back in. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. So you have to go back to boundaries, but talk a little bit about just if somebody finds themselves in this space, you know, and, and I know you've got a book, so we're definitely going to make sure they get a hold of your book, but what, what are things that are good for them to reflect upon? Is there anything strategic or intentional that they can do that you think would be helpful? Because I feel like people need you more than ever right now, just with what we've been through. You know, this whole, dis we've been through such a disruption and it's continuing. And leaders have to be a different kind of leader now. And some people, you know, older are like, I don't have the energy for that. I don't, I don't want to have to engage at that level. So talk a little bit about just guiding or, you know, how would you start coaching somebody in, in that space? Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge something that you said that I bet is true for all of the people who are here with us listening today. You are a high achieving, high performing, successful businesswoman. And what's thrilling about that is also what's hard about that at all high achieving leaders face the same dilemma, which is I love what I do. I'm excited by it. I'm doing a lot of things and I want it all to be successful. And so by virtue of being excited and willing to do the work it takes to get there, they end up having a lot on their plate. Things are constantly changing because you are constantly achieving the things that you're trying to achieve and new things come along and new opportunities that you want to try and stretch into. And so the reason I wanted to share that was because it, it goes to show that the overwhelm isn't just about the outside world. <laughs> right? We can do that to ourselves. And what do you do if you're a leader? I, I call them tired, wired, and inspired, you know, where you're like, you love what you're doing and you don't want to be held back from that, but it's also just exhausting. And how do you get off that wild ride? So the pandemic, as you said, did that for us, forced it. It forced yeah. it. Disruption. Nobody works. Nobody comes into the office. Everything shuts down. 
And, and just like you said, Annette, we had this little taste of like, wow, this feels different. And for some of us, we were able to glimpse like, mm, something about this is better. Now, obviously, none of us want the kinds of crises to come along that, you know, are part of the pandemic and the, and the um, trauma that can come with that. So we don't want that kind of disruption. But if we could somehow get the benefit of slowing down, if we could somehow get the benefit of seeing a new possibility, maybe there's something there for us. So when now things are picking back up again, offices are open, companies are saying you have to come back. Um Things are different. Things are changing every day, all the time. And if you are someone who's kind of looking over your shoulder and longing for a little more of that slowing down um, or who's fearful of what that might mean, the good news is we can disrupt ourselves. You can disrupt the pattern and say, wait a second. Okay. No one else is telling me to, to stop and not come into work and, and slow down again. Maybe I'll just do that for myself. Let me do that for myself. Let me take a time out. So what does that look like? For me, often it looks like a retreat, right? Like to physically geographically remove myself and go to some quiet place, whether that quiet place is my backyard or, you know, a retreat center in the mountains, a beach. It doesn't have to be fancy, but it's the concept of I'm going to escape where no one can find me and where I'm not responsible to anyone else just for a while so that I can collect my thoughts and I can decide what is my vision now? What's my goal now? right? What results mm-hmm. do I want now? That skill set, that process is helpful over and over and over again. It's helpful big picture for our lives and it's helpful day to day so that you can constantly be getting back on the path that you want to be on. We can talk more about any of that that's, that's um, you know, of interest to you. I do want to say so um, something that um, you triggered in me though, which is I fear that all the disruption and the overwhelm and the change It's so scary for people because it does make us feel like, am I going to have to change? Is it going to change my life in a way that I don't want to to do? That can be really scary and and it can hold us back from moving forward. So again, this idea of disrupting yourself is to be able to say, oh, I can live within the disruption. I can disrupt. I can create a pause in the action here and I can decide who do I want to be in this environment where these are the ways I am willing to change and these are the ways that I'm not. Here's where I'm really good. And here's what I don't want to do. And you can make those decisions for yourself, which is really different than being sort of hijacked by the environment around you and affected by it. Yeah, I I think that's what happens. I think we get hijacked. That's a great word. Um, You know, one skill that um, was an accident that I acquired kind of through these last few years is this ability to surrender, which I think is what you're talking about too, is disrupting yourself. I, cause I'm a, like, I can break through. I feel like this counseling session for me, this is great. <laughs> I'm like learning so much from you, but like, I'm the kind of person that will just go through walls, you know, like it's like, here's the price, here's the goal. I want to accomplish that goal. And I think people, there's a lot of people that either feel obligated, that's all they know, but they're attracted to achieving, you know, just achieving and having results, helping people, doing bigger, better, faster. And what I found myself when things started picking back up really within this, this year is I was surrendering myself to the action. So I would see the opportunities. I would see my calendar fill up, but I was just surrendering to that. Like, okay, well, you know, what, what are the things I have to do? What are the things that I just 
you know, gave in to doing. And in that surrender part kind of helped me keep out of the being hijacked, you know, because a lot of times you just, it's like you ride the current, right? You just get in that. So I, I love, I love that word because we have a choice and it goes back to the alignment of, you know, I don't want to wake up. I'm in kind of my last um, third half of what I'm doing and I don't want to wake up at the end and go, oh my gosh, I was not intentional. Like I really wanted something different and, and it's, our environments, there's a lot that's, I guess, giving us opportunity to surrender, to ask ourselves questions. Um, so I love I love the space you're in because I feel like people need this more than anything. Um, you know, you've got to create things within yourself first. And like you said, you coach and do things, but you have to figure it out for yourself in order then to turn around and feel like you can lead other people to do the same. So I love that. I love the not getting hijacked and and being able to recognize that because it's I think we just get caught up in the wave we're on. Um, is there tell, talk a little bit about what, what if somebody finds themselves at a place where the answer is, I don't want to do this anymore. I know I've been doing this for 20 years, 25 years. It's, you know, it's been my career. What, what would how would you guide somebody from that place where they're like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I've, I've got to make I'm pivoting. <laughs> I'm pivoting. I'm going to do something different because that is scary. Uh, for whatever reason, that's scary. Maybe it's financially. Maybe it's the unknown. I, you know, there's probably a lot of places people could find themselves. What? How do you? How do you work with somebody? Like, what? How would you guide somebody from that point? Yeah. Well, let's let's start with your word surrender for a minute. Um, there is an expression that what you resist persists, and when you start to feel that resistance. And you might not even be able to identify it, but what, you know, what are you resisting? Maybe you're resisting the overwhelm. Maybe you're resisting the change. Maybe you're resisting wanting to do this thing for the rest of your life. Maybe you do that get to that point where you hear yourself say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. How, how can you surrender to that? So, so one thing that a lot of people do is they, they sort of resist looking at that, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. resist yeah. doing the thinking or the change because it's too scary. It's, it's like, it's, you can't, make a change, but you can't not make a change either. And it just becomes anxiety within you. And this is not a healthy place to be or a productive place to be because it just keeps you in this space of, um, you know, basically on the wrong path, knowing it, but staying on the path. Like if, when you think about that, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So let's go yeah. ahead and do this. Let's surrender to something. And so the surrendering can be an acceptance. It can be, I'm going to stop resisting. I surrender. Okay. Or another great word for that is accept. I'm going to accept that there's something happening for me and I'm going to accept that I need to look at that. So the rest of the, of the saying, what you resist persists is what you accept transforms. So mm -hmm. you can ask yourself, what do I need to accept? What is a reality that I need to accept? Is there something that I've been resisting, either resisting looking at or resisting because I don't want it or resisting because I wish it would change? If I accept that reality, what does that open up for me? And now you have moved yourself into the place of personal leadership. And from that place, you are very powerful. So the opposite of just going along, going along, going along, the opposite of just like being in a place you don't want to be is being reflective, strategic, intentional, where you are the one who is 
leading your life and can ask those big questions. So let's look at those words, reflective, strategic, and intentional for a minute. So if we're thinking about the person who's like, I don't want to do this anymore, whatever this is, I mean, this might be like, for me, it was just a state of busyness, right? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do a lot of things in my life still, but there are other people like, I don't want to do this anymore means I don't want to climb the corporate ladder, or I don't want to do this anymore means I don't want to run my own business anymore, or I don't want to do this anymore means, um, you know, you name it, fill in the blank. Um, being reflective about that means stop and think about it. You know, we don't we don't learn from experience. We've always been taught we learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience, asking ourselves the big questions. What's that's happened? good? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because because experience is just experience, and a lot of us just go right on to the next thing and don't take the time for the learning, which is the reflection. I love that. This. That's important. That's really important. Yeah, taking the time for the learning. Find out what you really think. Give yourself some space. Absolutely. So that's the reflection. The strategic part is once you know that, then now we're back into the space of alignment. Like, okay, I can line up my vision, my goals, my strategy. I can set the results I want for myself in this new space. And being that strategic, I can go achieve that. Then being intentional means committing to that in a way that you make decisions around it. So I, I heard Oprah Winfrey once say, someone asked her on an interview, um, uh, how did you get to be the number one television show for all those years? And she said it was because we intended it. So if you put those three things together, if I'm in a place where I'm thinking, oh gosh, I don't want to do this anymore, then I will do some reflection. What do I want? I will get strategic. What does that look like? What's the vision? What's the strategy? What are the goals? And I will get intentional and I will communicate to people. There are some things I'm working on right now. And so I'm going to be doing more of this and less of that. So that's going to be a little bit of a change for us. And let's work around that so that my intention is for us all to be very successful, but I'm committed to this other new direction. And that's where I'll be going. So again, we're talking about the principles, the underlying principles, and only you can do that if you're seeing yourself as the leader who is empowered to make the decisions to lead your own life, to lead your own business life and your own personal life. Yeah, that's good. Well, how can people... Um kind of connect with you, work with you? What do you have coming up? Because I do feel like um, there's such a value to have somebody like you coaching, you know, that really, because when you were in all of that and you're stuck or you're hijacked, whatever, it, like sometimes just having that person that kind of walks you through a process or coaches you through is helpful. So what what are you working on? What how can people... Is there anything that people can join in on? I know we will talk about your books and they probably need to read your books, but what else do you have um, and how people can connect with you? Well, thank you for asking, because I just really believe strongly that um, as a friend of mine says, no one should lead an unsupervised life. You know, <laughs> uh, we're all here to help each other. But what does that help look like? So as an executive coach, you know, I have the good fortune of working with people at the top of their field. So C-level executives, executive vice presidents, people who are running their businesses, partners in law firms, and they have access to coaching on a regular basis, um, which I think is great for them. But I always want to know, like, well, what about the rest of us? You know, what if, I think everybody should have a coach um, to help them be re reflective, strategic and intentional, to help them achieve what they want to achieve and lead the lives they want to live. And what a coach does is care as much about you and it's your goals as you do and helps make sure that you get there. So I'm always asking the question, you know, how can everyone have executive coaching in their life, even if they don't have the corporate budget to pay for it? Mm -hmm. So there are a couple of things that you can do. One of them is, um, it just, I, I, I want to put something 
out that anyone can access at the click of a button for free to help you get started on your journey of personal leadership. So if you go to the website for my book, The Inner Edge, which is theinneredge.com, there's a there's an assessment there. It's totally free. Set you back about 20 minutes, maybe maybe less if you're quick. And what it will do is walk you through the questions that help you assess yourself and like practicing personal leadership. And it will also introduce you to the practices of personal leadership. So you get a sense of what does it take to achieve my vision? What's the path from where I am now to where I want to be? So I want to offer that to all of you who are listening, because I, I know that it is a lifeline. And after you take that assessment, you'll get a couple of notes from me just over the course of the next you know week or so to help you maintain the focus and the momentum and get you to a place where you're actually starting to practice personal leadership. So you can expect a little follow-up from me. It's a little, you know, coaching you can hold in your hand or coaching at the click of a button. So that is totally available to all of you. But before, um, since we have the opportunity, I wanted to share with you, it just so happens that we're starting a program next week that is for leaders who want to do more than that. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I need to make a change. I need to take leadership here of my own life and leadership. I have a vision and I want to achieve it. If you're in that place, we're starting a program called Getting an Edge. Getting an Edge is all about practicing personal leadership with a coach, with a small group of other committed, high-achieving, high-performing leaders where you can coach each other and work with a facilitated coach who puts the structures into place and will we'll help you ask the questions, will help you get the answers and help you move towards that vision. So for that, Annette, it's really easy to just contact me directly um, right through my website, info at joelkj.com. And, and just let me know you're interested and I'll, I'll you know walk you through it, help you get connected if it's something you'd like to do, no pressure at all. Um, but it's a way for people to explore coaching. It's a way for people to begin the practices of personal leadership and to start making those really exciting changes in their life that's going to help them achieve their vision. I think that's great. Okay. Where can they find their books? I want you to talk a little bit about um, your books and then where people could find them. And I'll put all of this in the uh, podcast notes too, so people can find you. But um, because I think those are, um, I know you've written a lot of articles and then go to your website and get a, a lot of resources, but talk a little bit about and like the inner edge, those are those 10 practices of personal leadership. So talk a little bit about that and then your other book as well. Sure. So everything we've talked about today is captured in the inner edge. The inner edge is about the 10 practices of personal leadership, and you will find there elements of our conversation. So what, I, what I've discovered is that, you know, a lot of people do have a vision for their life, right? Like they know what they want um, at some level. If they're really lucky. Um, you know, they have set some goals and they have the motivation to achieve it. But a lot of us just don't know how to achieve those goals and that vision. What's the process for getting from here to there? The 10 practices of personal leadership are the steps along the path. So you don't have to make this up. It does not have to be hard. You just follow the path. And so the 10 practice, the, the inner edge is um, describes the 10 practices of personal leadership. And it is executive coaching you can hold in your hand. It's designed to bring to you the kinds of strategies and solutions that high achieving senior level executives and their very big, very successful companies are doing behind the scenes so that you can do them too for yourself. So that's the inner edge. And I, I just recommend it. Um, again, the website for that is theinneredge.com and the book is available. The executive summary is available. And of course that assessment is available to you so that you can put yourself on that path. So that's the inner edge. 
Now, what we haven't talked a lot today is about women in leadership. So you and I, that's where you and I connect. We do so much work with high achieving women and as women and moms and leaders and business women, we have our own challenges that are specific to women. So the new advantage is my second book. And I recommend that for anyone who is the, who is a business woman and a business leader. The subtitle of the new advantage is how women in leadership can create win-wins for their companies and themselves. And it talks about, it's the, it's the opposite of all the books out there that tell women that they are at a disadvantage and how to overcome it. My intention with the new advantage is to say, all those things that you think are disadvantages, actually, when you think about them strategically, can be your greatest advantage and help you to create the breakthroughs that you want for yourself um, so that you don't fall into some of the traps that are historically seen among women, like the glass ceiling and all those other you know, um, patterns that we've seen through through the history. So that's what the inner, the, the new advantage is. And the website for that is thenewadvantagebook.com. Okay. I know that could be a whole new podcast we could do on that. We'll probably have to have you back to talk about that. All right. Well, we will put how people um, can connect to you. Um, is there anything else? I really appreciate you being on and um, just kind of sharing some of your wisdom and your journey, because I think that's really what uh, people connect with is um, is knowing. And I think when they hear it's okay to get you know through a journey and realize that's not the destination and making a change and that, you know, that's, that's part of the richness that's going to probably make up your story. I think that's inspiring to people. So thank you for sharing your story. Anything else you want to leave listeners with? Well, it's my pleasure. And one of the things I love about your podcast, Annette, is I love how you call it Leader Spotlight. And what you do in your podcast is you give people a chance to see behind the scenes. What's it like for other leaders? What's it like for other women? What's it like for other high achievers and high performers? And what do they think? What have they experienced? How have they overcome those challenges? So I just want to say thank you for, for your podcast and the work that you're doing. And for all of your audience members, just to remind you that, you know, we're all in this together. We are all in this together. And you can lead your way to the success and achievement that you want for yourself. And you will be one day in, in that spotlight thinking this is exactly, exactly where I want it to be. What I hope happens is that listeners really start um, connecting to their personal leadership and those dreams that they have inside. They don't die, but they actually bloom and that we have people start sharing like, oh, you know, this was the day. This was the day that I voiced what that dream was or I got the I was empowered to make a change or I was empowered to say out loud, this is not what I want and make changes because that is like when that happens for somebody, it's just, um, it's enlightening. You know, you just see people and, and you can tell, you can tell people that have figured that have just figured that out in life. So thank you for, for kind of just opening that door and hopefully listeners will share with us um, some of their experiences and get your books. That would be the first step. Thank you, Annette. Thank you. And uh, yes, good luck to, to all of you out there. May it be so. What you just said, may this be the day that you make the decision for yourself and take the leadership of your own life. The Leader Spotlight podcast and blog is dedicated to continual learning and thought partnerships that helps us all grow as leaders. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email me, Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, at F 
pov.com. You can also visit our blog at medium.com forward slash leader spotlight for more great content.